Welcome to this latest Progress with Unity podcast. And uh, just a quick glance around the table. Uh, I see Gareth's back copies, uh, Ollie Bob. How are you doing, Gareth? I'm doing fine, thank you, Barry. You have a good time in Anglesey? <coughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. Welsh Wales. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Simon? Hola, como esta? CC? Adam? Hello. Hi. And Adam? Trebian. Sava? Come see, come sir. Anyway, uh, that's your uh, foreign language education for this evening. I don't know how else to put that. Bizarre open. Let's get cracking. What a fantastic trip over the or, or to the top of the Pennines on on well going up the Pennines anyway on, on Saturday to Odum to face the other Latics and uh, it, it was an, an excellent excellent trip. Gareth, have we got some stats from that game, please? Yes, the stats from the game, Oldham Athletic versus Wigan Athletic. Possession, Oldham had 48% and Wigan 52. Attempts, Oldham managed 4 and Wigan 13. On target, Oldham managed just 2, Latics 4. Both teams had 6 corners. Oldham committed 11 fouls, Wigan Athletic committed 16. Oldham had two yellow cards, three to Wigan Athletic. They got one red card, we didn't get any. And we got two goals and came back with three points. And I might have made a mistake. Why? No one got a red card, did they? Nobody got a red card, no. Nobody <laughs> got a red card. Um, said one of you. <laughs> Tony got off the mark with a, a splendidly taken goal. Is that attempt on target? What, Tony's? Yeah. Well, it's off his back one time. Um, you know all of them are bad. Even Tony scored. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. That's good, that's good, yeah. Yeah, uh, so a bit of a fluky goal, in, 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 but I would pressure up to that point. I mean, it was after, what, six minutes, was it? That goal went in nine minutes. But it was all over and we could have scored a couple of goals by then, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we got off to a good start. Um, we sort of did what I was hoping for an early goal and just lay the game to bed early on and give them no chance to grow into the game and we did exactly that in getting the two quick fire goals just made the afternoon a lot more comfortable if it say it'd been nil nil sixty minutes in. I think we were just willing for another goal, weren't we though after the second one? You just you know, between fifteen minutes and ninety minutes it was kind of mm. are we gonna score? And I think they turned ended up just turning into what I think a lot of teams are gonna do this season. We're just gonna kick Wigan. Well, yeah, they, they did. They did kick us. But before we move on from the second goal, that was a, like a like a schoolboy football goal, wasn't it? Oh, you know, it was like those shots, miss miss time clearances, and he was he was bobbling about everywhere. But Jekyll's very persistent and slammed there. He got it in because he got to get past like four people, three on the line. And yeah, don't know how much to go in. Slammed it in, didn't he? Um, cracking goal. But I thought, like Samus said, I thought it was going to go on and, 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 in fact, for the first 20 minutes, it looked like we was going to get four or five, didn't it, the way we were, were flooding forward at every opportunity. Uh, when we lost possession, I mean, I don't know what possessions, what the stats were in that, that first quarter of the game, but it must have been something like 70% towards 75%. Because every time we lost possession, with three men onto the <clears> ball down and, and regaining it straight away. Something I've noticed with Paul Cook's team in these first few games in pre-season that we work for the ball back and that's something I've not seen for a good couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. 
because when we was in the champ- in League One last time, we didn't need to do it because we were just outplaying teams. Last season, that's something we weren't doing. Um, and it's you know it's highly commendable to the team. They're keeping the shape, they're hunting in packs, getting the ball back and going forward. It's best form of defence. And if you're not in your half and you've got the ball, then not much else the other team can do. No, it's the sort of football that um, Uwe Rosler used to talk about, wasn't it? That he wanted us to play yeah. that that eye pressing game. Um, which was it's, it's quite good it's been quite good uh, <clears throat> you mentioned there about the uh, about the referee well you mentioned about us getting kicked all over, all over the pitch I thought the referee on Saturday was awful it's so a, bad at this level isn't it it surprised as well the slip on the uh, the red card when it could have quite easily been I think for a few of their players and because there was some there was some rash challenges that were let go and there was one occasion when it Paul got just cleaned out and we didn't even get a free kick yeah. and they broke the ball and then Dan Byrne ends up checking the ball off somebody's toe playing it out referee blows for a free kick yeah. and boots him I think he might have got booted for a bit of dissent but yeah I think it was dissent you can understand why because it was <coughs> there was no consistency was there no. there was bookings for nonsense fouls and then there was play on for Reckless, we got no protection. Um, neither did Oldham in the same respect. You know, they were getting bookings for some daft things, but uh, shocking. A bad referee. I can't, you can understand why. Yeah, that was his first game at League One level this season. He's been League Probably Two. his last at League One level. Well, we'd hope so, wouldn't we? Of yeah. that uh, performance. We would. I was actually uh, sat with Ivan Tony's family on Saturday, right at the front. Uh, nice family. I didn't really speak to them much, but um, they were quite pleased with his performance, as you can imagine, you know, scored a goal and, and that, they were quite excited. And as was, our, our fans, I thought the atmosphere was electric. Brilliant. The drummer made a massive impact, didn't yeah. it, banging his drum. Adam, was you appreciated? Of I was right. I, I won't say appreciated, because I was right in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's good. The, the atmosphere was there, wasn't it, for the majority of the game? Um, which was great. It had to be generated by just us because from the omens there was nothing. There was there wasn't enough people there to be to get any sort of thing going. I mean, you had the the lads with the flags who mustn't have been any older than fifteen. I mean, the flag was actually taller mm. than most of them, so I don't know if they saw the game. I only saw these pictures on Twitter afterwards because where I was, I was four rows from the back of that stand, and you couldn't see anyone in that f- uh, far end because of how you know the roof comes down. And it was only at half time when I went to youth facilities that uh, I realised there was fans in there. They were extremely quiet and it's going to be a long season for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were just poor outside. Side, yeah. Really poor. But no concern of ours, is it? No. I, I, one thing I want to pick up on, and, uh, you know, I like to rate some away grounds. How bad is the concourse? That's um, shocking. Two shops. I mean, they're doing a cracking deal two beers for five quid. You can't get in there to get the drink. You know, it's it's needs updating, doesn't it, or or what have you. Bit bit pants. You said it's gonna be a long hard season for all of them, you know, and they've not started off too great. But remember last time? Barnsley. Yeah. They didn't start too great, did they? No. After Christmas time was it? They were in the bottom four. I think they just get promoted. The only thing with all of them is you look at the Unless, something, unless they bring players in, because I remember last week say, uh, John Sheridan said that they need five or six players, so obviously he's got, <clears throat> he knows his issues with that team, 
So, unless they get those players in, because for, off that showing, there wasn't really much there. There was nothing, was no. there? No. With, with Barnsley as well, you had players that, who were who'd proven it before at League One level, but they were having a really poor season and they were struggling to gel. Looking at all them's lineup, there's no one on that team that have proven anything or look like they're going to prove anything because they just look very. There was no individual quality there, was there? There was just a lot yeah. of people who could play football, but it ended up as well that you know that they went from play, trying to play football to just trying to kick us off the park, didn't they? Because they'd they had enough. Well, John Sheridan was always there. John Sheridan, yeah. I mean, that's how we played his man game. Man for man, if you if you play the game yeah. as, as individual v individual. It's just it's unfair, really, because we were just so much better individually. What was it in the What was it that um, Richardson? I think because he gave the post-match interview, didn't he? And then I think Cock in his pre-match villa, he, he kind of alluded to um, Oldham putting on a good show in the second half. Do you think that was just in? A bit of, I think it, I think it's faint prayers for the opposing manager, or I think it was a combination of the two, wasn't it? Because I don't think. They didn't really up the game much, but we just came down and I said to me, I'm going to come home, I said like, what annoyed me is we didn't kick on, we just kind of got a second half, it was like, we'll see us out now. And Went through the motions, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. We defended, with a few attacks, there was no, no bigger. We were never under pressure though, were we? We never looked like conceding a goal. It didn't just, you didn't feel nervous, did you feel nervous? No, because I feel confident with Walton in there. That's the that's the first and foremost thing. Like last season, you were wondering, God, until Jilts come in, you were you were really worried. But you look at that back five as it was. You got Walton in there who be comfortable with um, Burn, Dunkley, Burn, and James, and they all do the job. The, the, yeah. the solid defenders. Plus you've got just interest from Marcy. Evans as well, who, who was like a brick wall for uh, Yeah, I, Lee Evans this season is going to be like Perkins was two years ago. He was in this but a bit tall. Yeah, but it'll be a consistent, you know, we, we've said it around here before, he's a consistent seven or eight out of ten into your season. That's what he's going to mm. do, he's going to chip in. Obviously, he can score a goal, we've seen that. But you know what you're going to get from him each week. Mm. Keep them fit. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So, uh, good three points, we'd have all taken that before, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, we end up to the league. The last time I was in this division, it's usually still February, isn't it, to get to the top. Uh, we're going to be promoted by Christmas at this rate. We're on <laughs> our way, we're on our way. Yeah. Uh, Sam? Never assume. No, because no. yeah, that makes sense. We've seen how it happened to uh, Walsall, wasn't it? He fell away. Coventry. Mm. Yeah. Gillingham. That season as well. Simon. Yes. Uh, have you got your weekly 90 second League One update? I do. I do. And it begins with a former Doncaster player, Harry Forrester, who's now at Rangers, has been found himself surplus to requirements and has now made his way all the way down south to AFC Wimbledon. I remember seeing him play for Doncaster and he was a, he was a decent player. Played alright at Rangers when I've seen them on telly, so could be a good bit of business for Wimbledon. Um, there's been some more movements at Blackpool uh, in the boardroom. Uh, Valerie Bellacon has left, his, has left the board, um, involved in the legal dispute with the Oysters, so I do feel a bit for Blackpool fans, and you know, I think we're very fortunate to the way the club is run over here. Um, 
and the situations that they're in. Um, Northampton boss Justin Edinburgh has had to apologise to fans after failing to acknowledge them following their 4-1 defeat to Charlton last weekend. So, Cook didn't even acknowledge us to a 2-0 win away from home, so what's he going to have to do? Get the Peronis in. Get the um, and finally for the League One news this week, Blackburn v Fleetwood has been postponed due to international call-ups. Um, where I don't think we've got any in the pipeline really, have we? So, I don't know who's been called up from Blackburn either. It was Bristol Rovers. Was it? Yeah. I don't know who would be called up for Bristol Rovers, but... No. So, Blackburn v Fleetwood's been postponed because Bristol Rovers have had some call-ups. No. <laughs> I've got my hashtag wrong. I have my hashtag it's wrong. It's not Blackburn. It's it was BRFC. Oh, right, so. okay. <laughs> And the picture was of um, Ewood Park as well. Was it? Yeah. So somebody else had got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What makes it worse, it was the EFL, who I've took this from. Yeah. I'll find out. It might have been Blackburn, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it was the EFL. Just ignore me. So the other two things I've got is a birthday shout-out to the hashtag, which is 10 years old today. That's correct. And to Jay Whittle, who celebrates his birthday on Thursday. How old's Jay? 14. (laughs) <laughs> 19. 19, I knew that. No, 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 a good bit of business there, you know, at least we've got some money for him. Uh, anything else in the pipeline, do we think? There's room, strong rumours about us turning down a, a bit of 1.2. We just need 2. to keep everyone now, we just need to make sure there's no departures. Yeah. We can well, settle the team, unless you've obviously got, there's rumours that Jack Byrne's been paid up, his contract been paid up, something by the club. Really? It's a strange one, is it? So I think Alan Nixon, I don't know. No. True that is, but he seems to have got a lot of things right this summer, surprisingly. Yeah. So you never know. Um, I'd have thought we'd have at least been able to get a transfer fee mm. or something. Yeah. He's young. Hey, he had three years left, I think. Yeah, he did. He's come on a three year contract. I'd be surprised if that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's just the rumours I've heard. Uh, there's a strong rumour about Chelsea bidding 1.2 million for Will Grigg, but we turned it down apparently. But as we're aware, Griggs out of contract. I can't see them up in the offer. No. I've gone to fans, the owner's not very ambitious. It is Blackburn, Rovers. It is Blackburn, I do apologise. That's just it. I mean, if, I guess if Grigg goes, there would be an incoming, wouldn't there? There'd have to be. We'd need a bit of cover in that area, a bit more cover. Who's who's on the market? Would it be a under-21, under-23 player from... Um, a Premier League club, or we haven't got the cash to spend, have we? No. I think if 1.2 or 1.5 million comes in, there's a 12 million pound deficit. It's going to have to go in there, I think, isn't it? There's no war chest or. No. Well, you said earlier, didn't you, about Barry, about in case you know his his contract runs out and we lose him for nothing, which is obviously would, would be a big risk. So yeah. it's whether we can extend his contract. That's I mean, surely the. I mean, there'll be talks, won't there? The club will know where they're at with that, whether he's going to sign a new deal or not. Uh, and they'll actually call him, I should imagine. Yeah. I think the days of letting people just run down the contracts must be over now. They've not got the parachute payments. Well, that's what I mean, they did it with Perks, didn't they, and Jordan Flores this year. They yeah. obviously let them Craig out, Morgan. But then put the contracts on the table. Mm-hmm. 
um, before the end of the season and before the transfer window opens and then you know where your players are and piss off Oop. sorry fly um, and what, what their intentions are mm-hmm. mm. would you see that Gareth uh, would you if, if, we'll, if we did sell Will Grigg which you know more than likely won't but if we did would you be worried would you want somebody to come in do you think Calvin Wang could make a step up it's exactly as you said before you know the club will know where they are with that won't they well they should have a feeling because they'll have been meeting his representative and talking about whether he wants a contract or whether he just wants to go you know if he wants to go go step up one of the young lads I think we're good enough at this state, at this level aren't we you know with the options we've got going forward which the lads have talked about Ash Horton I think previous games. mentioned it last night there's goals in this team you know there's players you can chip in from all angles we had that when we was in the will score goals yeah mm-hmm. so we have got goal. the thing is last season we didn't have goals really did we but we know Powell can bang him in if he's fit Lee Evans has proven Jacobs is proven at this level um, Tony's back is proven at this level yeah. It's, about, it's about the team set up as well though it's about the way you play the game Michael Jacobs is he's my favourite player Michael Jacobs yeah. and I, I listen to what you say all the time and he's figured in so many conversations this season and last mm. season he was a, he wasn't there some of the time was he no you didn't notice him no. he was anonymous anonymous that's the word I was looking for mm. I think he was just a a one person summing up the way the team was last season lack of confidence mm. the, the ability was there it was just the effort was there too the effort was there set up and, and yeah. just the, everything going on with the club was not great and obviously I just it took its toll on players like Jacobs who we know even in championship could produce some good performances and he did on a rare occasion but I can't really blame everything on him because it was just the whole team wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah Right, okay. Uh, last night we played in the Caribou Cup. Is that Canadian elk? We've had that one already, Barry, this year. Yeah. We'd have to mention it again anyway. No. Uh, anyway, uh, Gareth, have you got some stats, please, from the, uh, from the Caribou Cup? Yes, the stats from last night's game in the Caribou Cup at Aston Villa. Aston possession. Aston Villa had 55% and the Wigan Athletic had 45% possession. Attempts, Villa managed 15 and Wigan 12. On target, Villa managed 8 and the Latics 5. Both teams had 7 corners. Villa committed 10 fouls, the Latics committed 8. Each team got one yellow card, no reds, and sadly, we lost 4-1. So we're out of the... Caribou Cup. <laughs> I tell you what, there's one thing, we're not all getting up at quarter past four tomorrow morning to see the draw. What a ridiculous thing that is, oh. isn't it? It'll be wrong again anyway. Yeah. We'll probably still be in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be in Beijing with the number 45? Does that come with rice and chips? Noodles. Noodles. So, anyway, uh, of the f- five of us sat on the table, there's only one. Saul was brave enough to risk a, a five hour round trip and £15 of the night to see the last six hours on that side. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. It was, a, it was a good evening, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did think Simon had gone, it looked like he'd been. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> right, you like. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I thought Simon had gone obviously from some of his comments, uh, obviously about the goalkeeper. I thought he'd seen it, thought he'd seen it first hand. Yeah, we, uh, just, we just discussed it off air because um, obviously I, I only heard Wish FM commentary and then saw the goals. It gave me an opinion, and it was quite good because the, I got then three other opinions from obviously Adam, Danny, and Ian who give you another insight because they were there. They've seen another insight, but seen it live. So it was, it was interesting, really interesting to see the. It was kind of a fishing mission to try and find out people's um, actual thoughts on him. Almost a rat, that's how yeah. <laughs> um, But obviously, I'll come to the goalkeeper in a moment. It was um, a decent enough game. Obviously, there was a few um, few chances at either end. Obviously, power was the big surprise in the team lineup. Kind of. Sort of last minute, we heard he was in the squad, and then he was on the um, he was in the starting lineup. <coughs> and first fifteen minutes, he looked really good, um, looked really hungry. Somebody who's obviously been starved of playing, um, you know, was getting involved in everything, wanting the ball, picking it up deep. But after Villa scored, he drifted out of the game, and to be honest, I think that was sort of symptomatic of the team, really. Um, yeah, we had little little spells in the game. Colclough had a lot of the ball. Um, nice goal. Nice, beautiful finish. Yeah, really good finish. Uh, I think that, that's what we need more of from him. He's, you can see there's a player there. In my, I don't know what everybody else thinks, but there is a player in there. He just needs a bit more, more end product. Um, I mean, I liked, somebody was sat behind me at the game, very critical of them and saying that these these players are not good enough to. Step up if we need them in the league this season, but I think that's a bit that's a bit harsh, really, isn't it? You know, um, season ticket game. <laughs> until, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit harsh, really, because you're putting 11, 11 players together, aren't you, and uh, not played together before, really. And there's again some decent players as well. I mean, you look at Luke Brook, who's come in, and he was against Albert Adorma, who uh, has told this division up for the last two seasons, haven't they? Oh, the championship. Scott Hogan. Scott Hogan, 15 million, yeah. And there's, there's a start, there's a team there that would do a job. The guy in midfield was really, I thought was good. Um, double barrel, Hoyle, da- Hoyle Davis, is it? I think. Well, it was a young lad, isn't Young it? lad, yeah, he looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, I think I think Perkins, Perkins and Power did struggle. Again, there's a lot of people being critical of them, but they haven't really, they've not played any football. No. You know, a lot of these players haven't haven't played much football really, and I think the positives again. You take Greg, worked really hard. Um, he didn't get much protection off the ref. The centre halves were kicking him quite a bit, and he, you know, I thought he held the ball up quite well. But when he made the runs, it just the players weren't really picking them out. And I think you know we just talked about Greg earlier, and you know I would like to keep keep hold of him because I honestly think that. If he gets back into the team, which I'm sure he'll get a chance at some point with injuries, we're not going to go through the season without injuries. I think he'll score a hat full with this team. Yeah. With the way they're attacking at the moment, uh, it's relentless. And I think last time, from memory as well, it took him took him till after Christmas to really get going, didn't he? He scored more than five for Christmas. So um, scored twenty goals after Christmas. Yeah, but the final final comment on the game, obviously the, the goalkeeper was the, the talking point, obviously made his made his debut and watching it live didn't see anything noticeable to me where I thought, you know, dodgy keeper or anything. There might have been the odd odd goal where you think maybe he could have done better on, but I give credit to 
to the Villa strikers. I thought they were a couple of really good strikes. He's made a couple of good saves. Um, let's just at least give him a chance. He's only had one game. Right, yeah. <laughs> what about? Uh, I mean, we, we saw Luke Burgess and, and Callum Wang both get another run out late in the game. We were chasing it a bit. Did, how did they perform? Yeah, Lang very good again. Um, straight into the game, I think uh, within sort of ten, fifteen seconds of coming on, he got got hold of the ball and he you know, shielded it against quite a big centre half. Uh, he, he obviously didn't get get as much of the ball in the right areas as he did against Blackpool, but that's that's the standard of the opposition really. Um, didn't look out of place. Burgess again. I mean, he, he, obviously he looks accomplished. Okay, I saw him close up and he, he is a young looking lad, isn't he? Like <laughs> he is, yeah. Certainly making me feel old anyway. Um, and, yeah, and then ended a three hour, three hour journey back through the roadworks, con- <laughs> contemplating the game. Yeah, just before we finish up on the other game, uh, I shot my stabs, quite critical for those who listen to it, quite critical of Gilbert. Yeah. So he's po- possibly the worst game he's played for us. Well, he got took off, which I think. I think it says it all really, doesn't it? Because he's an experienced experienced player. Um yeah, he didn't didn't have his best game. Uh, I think he was stuck stuck out on the left a little bit too much for me. I think he's one of them he like he likes to get involved, get on the ball, start making things happen. Uh he didn't have his greatest game, but I wouldn't be going over the top. I think I, I like having him having him on the bench, I think highlights that we've got a, a good squad here. Oh, he was, he's, he was he's the best, player. one of the best players in the division two years ago. Yeah. And I th- arguably, you say there's time for him to, to improve yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I th- maybe he didn't have his best game, but let's not get over the top. You know, yeah. it's uh, it, it, Cook, Cook made, made it absolutely clear what about that competition. And we've used it for a purpose. We've blooded some youngsters, given some squad players a chance. So... Um, we move on to the to the big game on Saturday, I guess. Right, that leads us perfectly into Saturday's preview uh, when we play Portsmouth. Play up, Pompey. And uh, I'll start us off on the, the Portsmouth game. Play up, Pompey. The referee is Rob Jones. He's from uh, Cheshire. He made his name in the West Cheshire League, where he was uh, officiating only five seasons ago. Uh, he got promoted to the Football League last season. Uh, this season he has refereed three games, two in the EFL Cup and one League One game. Got five yellows and no reds to his name. He's never been in charge of a Lattice game before, obviously with, his, with him just breaking in. Uh, but he has run the line at one and also been fourth official. So, uh, a young, inexperienced referee, but he comes with a really good reputation, so hopefully he's an up-and-comer and he can have a good game. Hopefully he can watch the game and just, you know, not be stupid in his decisions, have a bit of consistency, yeah. which we don't see at all. Just be a, 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 just have some common sense when you're refereeing the game. Yeah, because be, it will be highly charged because <laughs> some of the classical players will be up for this, won't they? Good following, yeah. I bet, as well, won't they? I think they sold about 1,500, so not as good as what they sort of claiming they were going to bring, is it? But, no. but still... It's good for reports for physical. Yeah, it's well, a long way. It's a big city, isn't it? It's a long way from the south coast, isn't it, on, on a Saturday afternoon. It is, but it's a big game. It's a chance Cup to final, isn't it? Yeah, it's for Portsmouth. Are you allowed to go off on a slight tangent just for one second? Yeah. Because I don't know if anyone heard this, this week about that. I think it was a Walsall fan 
did you hear about yeah he basically going down to Portsmouth and bought tickets <laughs> and he was uh, he, he thought he found a great hotel like eight miles away it was on, on the Isle of Wight wasn't it <laughs> yeah he had, to, he had to book in didn't he as well so yeah. he had to get the ferry <laughs> to the Isle of Wight and then get the ferry back yeah. again there have been some that talk about if it were one of our fans, wouldn't it? Yeah. You never know, someone might do it. Yeah, you never know, you never know. Uh, we've not faced Pompey that many times down the, uh, down the years. Uh, we've only played them 17 times. And unfortunately, uh, Portsmouth Play have, have the, uh, the best of, of, of the uh, results. They've won nine of the games, we've won five, and we've drawn three. Uh, the last meeting uh, was in the Premier League in 2010 in April, and it was a nil-nil draw. <laughs> That's the year they went down. Yeah, I remember it was in Netflix. Jamie Ashton. Jamie Ashton. Paddison. Mm. So, Gareth, are you looking forward to this game? Very much so, yes, because I'm actually going to be able to go to this game. <laughs> I've, I've missed quite a few games, what they're going to Anglesey, work commitment, so I've missed a few games. I'm really looking forward to going on. Saturday, yes, yeah. uh, should be a cracking game. And us sitting top of the league, played 3 1 3. And they sitting 13th in the league, played 3 1 1, drawn 1, and lost 1. And I've been able to tell you the scores, but the tearing up you heard before was my research that I'd done, was researching the Pompey games. Sadly, I'd written down what Wimbledon had done. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll have to cut my preview a little bit short. Yeah, well, we'll come back to the predictions in, in a minute. Well, there we go. Adam? Uh, obviously, there's quite a, uh, a big rivalry with, with Cook having left there in the summer and coming here. But the man who's coming to place him, Kenny Jacket, uh, he's highly regarded to a lot of people, but to me, he's a bit, he's a bit Alan Kirbishly. He's, he's a bit, yeah, he's a bit Alan Kirbishly. He's a nothing manager to me. Uh, he's a really, he's a doer, doer fella, and I think his teams play doer football as well. I'm not a big fan of this. Uh, what do you think? No, I think he's. Uh, I, I guess over recent years he's been sort of synonymous with uh, Millwall, hasn't he? And I think probably pretty much says it all, doesn't it, with the type of football that they've they've played. We've, we've been down there and had some battles, and there's, there's usually more red cards than goals, isn't there, really? And, Type of football that, that he plays, but yeah, you're probably right. It's it's probably the maybe the lower league equivalent of a like a Kirby gets pretty much linked with every, every job when they come up. Uh, he's always installed as the second or third favourite. But I mean, apart from I think he had a he, he got Wolves out of this this division, didn't he? But with a massive budget, um, didn't really do anything with Wolves when when they got promoted and. Never done anything at championship level, so I don't know. Is I prefer put it one way. I prefer who we've got at the moment because it's just that that enthusiasm, isn't it? Really, you know, you just when Cup talks, you know, you can you can see, can't you? There's something to get excited about. Whereas it's this high pitch and low pitch voice which gets people excited, though, isn't it? With Paul Cook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were linked. Obviously, with Kenny Jacket, when our uh, manager, you know, when we uh, got rid of Warren Joyce and Dobby's uh, Graham Barrow, we couldn't stay. But no jacket required. No jacket required, no. Because we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Adam, uh, Portsmouth are up. Play up, Pompey. 
and uh, like we said, to, to bring in a uh, a good following. Uh, yeah. Been a bit of banter on the old Twitter and what have you. Yeah, there'll be a bit of um, exchanges in the S2 to the North Stand, I'm <laughs> guessing, as there always is of everyone. Um, I just hope we can we can just settle it and shut them up. <laughs> Because we can't, we're more capable, we have a miles better team. Um, but they've got Brett Pittman. They've got Brett Pittman, but... He's the best Those two words don't provide enthusiasm or excitement, do they? So, um, yeah, I'd much rather have Ivan Tony up front. Can but yeah, they, they've, they've, been, they've been overrated, I feel, in the summer with the odds, and they've they been like third favourites to win the league. They didn't really make much additions, and if you look at last season in League Two, they <coughs> a bit, they they won it basically off the other teams slipping up. Um, you got to commend that they, obviously they, they they've won the league, but they they were they were never solid. They were never a solid team. So I, I feel mid table would be good for them this season. Hopefully, we continue our hundred percent record. But it's going to be a feisty game, uh, which I hope we can sort of put it to bed. Within before half time, hopefully. Mm. You see it that way. Yeah, um, pretty pretty much. You know, that's what that's what I'm hoping for. Get the uh, get the job done. Get the three points and move on um, to the next game. Just one solid performances. Consistency is the key for me. Um, see, last season we were consistently poor. This season so far we've been consistently decent, barring wholesale changes last night. So. If you go out and do a job on Saturday, you forget about last night completely. I know there was 11 changes, but I just want us to do well. I want a good performance, team spirit, you know, um, get the three points and we're all happy at five o'clock on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Ready for the uh, beer? I was going to say Charles Cup final, but we forget that one. <laughs> uh, is, I mean, apart from Brett Pittman, who, who else plays for Portsmouth that we've heard of? Who's, who's the big players? Tumbleweeds back. Oh, I'm on that note. <laughs> well. um, and Brett Pittman's not that big a player, is it? No. No. Quite small, actually. Yeah. What odds uh, have you got for us, Simon? So, hashtag ticks predicts is. Well, we'll back. come back to that, yeah. Alright, oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not a massa yet on this one. Just wonder what odds you We'll come back to you for the odds. I'll just. I'll, I'll just give a little mention here. Uh, the half-time shootout. Um, my brother's been told he's taking part in. Oh, brilliant. Quite excited. So he's not a footballer by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, in fact, I don't know what he is really, but uh, he's definitely not a footballer. And I said to him, have you been practising it? He says, no. He said, I've not kicked a ball for four years. <laughs> no, he's a liar because he tells me he plays five side every week. <laughs> So he's either telling me lies he's playing five side every week. He's lowering your expectations. Do you think that's what he's doing? Yeah. So he says he's got two pair of boots. One brand new, which he's never played, with metal studs. Oh. And a pair he got off a car boot sale for a quid. Quid. And that's the ones he's thinking of going with. He'll be worn in then. Yeah. So, but he's never worn them, either pair. What's he um, aiming to win? He's aiming not to go on it, fall on his arse. Which I'm hoping he does, because that will be... What's uh, the weather forecast? Well, it doesn't matter if it's bone dry stuff, the killer up on his ass. Uh, he's an Aussie, by the way, so it's a bit of a bit of strain. Goodbye, Mike. 
Yep, good day, mate. What's your favourite colour blue? What's your brother's name, Bruce? Bigger sister Sheila? And all, all the rest of it, yeah. So, I mean, for those who don't know, I'm half Australian. This is g'day, g'day. Yeah, good accents. Uh, but he's, he's uh, a strange mix, mix of Australian, British and Hungarian. So you don't get much stranger than my family. Today. I don't think he'll give a Castlemine forex, will he? If he doesn't look it as well. Well, he said he said he's going to try and get us uh, the um, in, in the in the uh, hospitality for me and him, which I'm not really too bothered about because I've never seen us when when I've been in there. <laughs> Ask him for Uncle Joe's and a free shirt because we'll, we'll have a few Uncle Joe's next I week. I said that. Just get your shirts and, and you know, stick it in hospitality. Go to the edge of the day and call yeah, it a day. What, I was thinking Just about doing it. That's all I'll be going for. The free yeah. shirt. Is your uh, is your other cousin Johanna Conta by any chance? Cousin. Yeah. Who is my brother? Not my your brother. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I've got my sister. I've got some sisters. Oh, but good. no, she's not one of them. Right. She's Australian. Really. Yeah, she is British. Yeah, she's got all three, hasn't she? Yeah. No. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to on Saturday. Cause I'm not too bothered about it again because we're going to railroad them. Are we all right heckling him then? Oh, give him words. That's right. Just give him words. His name's Andrew Peride. He's got the Hungarian name and I've got the British name. As if you didn't know, Andrew is an Hungarian name. Is that? <laughs> no. <laughs> right, come on, enough of that. So, back to hashtag tips predicts. Yes. Um, big shout out to our um, listener from last week who was selected for the prediction at Tom Horn 88. He didn't get the score right, but he got the result right of a Wigan win. He went for uh, Alden Nil, Wigan 4. So, if you want your predictions to be counted for this week, use the hashtag tips predicts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Whatever else we've got. We're branching out. Yeah, Barry's going to start an Instagram account. Look forward to that. So the odds. Did you say that in English? What did you say then? A Ramakan? What's a Ramakan? Instagram. <laughs> oh, Instagram. <laughs> Barry's going to a Ramakan. You're going to you're going to Ramakamel. <laughs> Ramakamel. Ramakamel. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So the odds. We're going to even. You said that on the podcast. <laughs> you said it only in his spare time oh, that weekend. Right. Yeah. Wigan are even evens, the draw is three to one and play up Pompey a four to one. First goal scorers Nick Powell's five to one, Will Griggs five to one, Ivan Tony six to one, Brett Pittman thirteen to two, and then Connor Chaplin is eight to one. Ah Chaplin, that's who yeah. Wigan wins. A comedian. <laughs> one nil Wigan thirteen to two, two one, eight to one, two nil. 10 to 1 and 4 1, 45 to 1. Um, the draws 0 0, 9 to 1, 1 1, 6 to 1, and t- Desmond is 16 to 2. And the Pompey wins 1 0, 10 to 1, 2 1, 14 to 1, and 2 0, 20 to 1. Yeah, don't waste your money. I'm going for a 4 1 Wigan win. Adam? I'm going to go for a 3-0 Wigan win. Adam? Right. I think this is the first time this season that somebody hasn't gone for a Wigan win. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Just because of... Get him out! Get him out! taking this prediction league very seriously. Pendlebury out. Clearly not. Who are you going for a draw? (laughs) 
That could well, cost you the season. Yeah. I'm not going, I'm not going to the game, so. Oh no, you're going to uh, Montpellier? Yeah, there'll still be somebody in my house there, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah us having a party. <laughs> toga party. Toga, toga. Yeah. Gareth. Um, I didn't send the score, did I? <laughs> yeah, you said one. Well, well, right. Yeah. He can't get out of that. I don't think you can go changing your mind. Oh, I'm it, happy with that. Uh, Simon's recorded it, haven't you? He'll still be unbeaten. Yeah. Gareth? I'm interested to see uh, how many changes Paul can make. Um, from Scooter? Yeah. 11. Made 11. <laughs> Last night, didn't he, from, from the Garibou Cup or whatever it was. Anyway, back to, <laughs> back to important matters of the league, which is where, what we're all really interested in. So, is he going to go back to his first choice 11? Probably is, isn't he? If he does so, I'm hoping for a clean sheet. Three. I we'll agree with that at 3 0. Yes. Hope that takes. Well, I was going to go 3 0, but. Uh, go on, go on. No, well, so what, so what did you go say? You said 4 1. Yeah. I recommend if you want some points to go 3 0, because obviously I'm setting the trend at the I I think we'll score and we'll score and we'll we against all of them we'll we took our foot off we could visibly see the foot come off the gas it's not going to happen because Cook will be pushing them and pushing them to rub the noses in it because something happened at that club to make him leave and I, I'm going to go for 4-0 Cookie's going to be a monster in this game yeah 4-0 4-0 get your predictions into hashtag ticks someone will be selected at 11.59 on Saturday Terms and conditions apply, see website for details. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do have a website as well, which we never broadcast. But we do have a website, because our webmaster, Dan, where are you, Dan? Dan! Can we have a show Dan! 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 You've got some uh, statistics from the Caribou Canadian Elk Cup about uh, the total number of changes that were made by all the teams competing, haven't you, uh, over the, the last two evenings? That's right. There was a, an article on the BBC Sport website and it looked at the games played in the Caribou Cup, whatever it's called, and saying, Is it, has this cup competition been devalued? Because the teams actually made a total of 274 changes to their teams from the previous league games. And uh, the Villa Wigan game was the top number of changes, with 22 of the 22 players all changes. And I suppose you've got two schools of thought you know, do you go and try and win the cup game, or do you play squad? And yeah. Look how they pan out. I think what surprised me though, looking at those those figures what you brought in, uh, two of the clubs that made the least number of changes were West Brom and Swansea. Yeah. Yeah, Premier League outfits. And, and, and they, they, what did they make? Three was it three or four each? Um and they both won by the way, didn't they? The scary thing is that's on average seven changes per team. From from Saturday's Saturday's fixture. Seven changes. Other than the cup games, though, you can't blame yeah. teams because uh, the, the, those players that are on the fringe of the squad, you're not going to risk them in the league game. We can't do that in the Czech Republic, so can we? We can't. So that, yeah, so we've got to play at least six who mm. we play on Saturday. That many loose balls are around that real. It's crock a ball on the uh, Thursday in training. Mm. But yeah, I think it has lost its value. Everyone always refers to it, doesn't they? I don't think it really ever had a value. 
uh, this early in the season it, it's never been really respected the only time it did was when oh, was it 2006 I think that's the only time it had value I, don't, I remember the early 80s uh, we played uh, when we played Chelsea and we, we give them a walloping down here we beat them 4-2 and then we drew Villa in the next Different era then, wasn't it? Yeah, but Villa brought the full team down. They were in the European Cup that season. They were league champions. Did you have as much depth back in the day? Well, probably just had a, a first eleven uh, and three or four. Because you, you didn't sign players for your reserve no. team. Did there was you? an era where there was no Europe as well, wasn't there? When we were banned from Europe. Well, that was the, the mid to late eighties. So that, that was another yeah. era where you know people were taking it. There was only three trophies up for grabs, weren't there? Mm. So. Mm. Two top teams, yeah. When you look at the clubs, that's probably one it in them. You, you, your Forest and your Liverpools, who were top of the table in that time, weren't they? They were, they were winning, as, as it were then, the Milk Cup. You know, mm. they were competing every season for it. Yeah. Uh, this is it's a pity though, isn't it? Because like, I mean, for a player to uh, West Brom and Tony Pulis going to Accrington. Who were they? Exactly. On a, on a Tuesday night but only making four changes you know a bit of respect there isn't yeah. it? giving the fans from Accrington a bit of uh, you know the opportunity to come see a Premier League so but also they, they, that's, that's a trophy that they can win they're side, Brom, they're yeah. side, I don't, they're not going to be a side who gets relegated they're not going to be a side who challenges for Europe so Swansea, Swansea won it didn't they a few years ago yeah they, 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 was another, they only made four changes go, go for it go for it win, try and win the trophy teams like that breed conference we're talking about conference someone like Swansea had a dog awful season last year if they could perform well in that competition you know if you're winning on a Tuesday it gives you a hell of a lot of confidence yeah. going to Saturday, I mean, doesn't just it? Just look at us in the FA Cup in 2020. Oh no, don't bother looking at that. It's an indirect route to the Champions League as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you think about it, win that one, Close then you get in the Europa, Europa, and then win the Europa, and you're in Champions League. <laughs> there you like go. Like it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, just win the Europa League. Oh, well, it's only like you're winning all four last week. From the other point of view, though, we all, during the summer months, went through forward to the start of the season and dreamed of a Championship return. Not many of us were worried about the Garibald Cup, were we? No, 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 I agree 100% there. For us this season, the priority is promotion, isn't it? I wouldn't mind if, in the FA Cup, if we... If we Cup City's going to give that one a bit more of a go, doesn't what, it? What, the FA, FA Cup? Because so we'll we've got a bit more history in that. We've got one there. we won the FA Cup. I think so, yeah. We did, yeah, 2013. Not, we don't talk about it much, do we? No, no, just every opportunity. But that, that would be, though, if we could get through the first two rounds, do a bit better than we did at that game, we don't, we don't want to speak about it, Barry. No, God. And, and basically, you know, if you can get a decent tie at home in that in that competition, you know, big one of the big sides. That's probably the angriest I've ever seen Gareth after that Barry game. Uh, that podcast is worth a listen because I think Gareth, they tell him, I think you give a few players a rollicking and it works because mm. after that never look back is it never look back I think I remember saying I'd like him in the dressing rooms after that yeah uh, going back to Saturday uh, with two cup winners coming face to face in League 1 the third year of English football and they're not just two cup winners they're two modern era cup winners aren't they mm. in the last what 10 years when did Pompey win it 2008 yeah. yeah so within the last 9 years then two, two FA Cup winners yeah. yeah. Facing each other, so it'll be good. It'll be good. It's a prestigious game for this level. Yeah. I think that they can leave the they can leave their inflatable snakes at home, though, can't yeah, they? Yeah, just let them come let with that big, big bell and <laughs> rattle and pompy charm. Yeah, that. get that bell in that end, and it'll be it'll be ringing. Yeah, that fellow we know shut up. I don't well, know. Well, Tassie's in the big app. Yeah, 
I'm getting the word. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's a regular game against Portsmouth on Saturday, we hope. And the Latics will be uh, triumphant and still top of the league come five o'clock. Aye. Yeah. So, on that note, so welcome to Portsmouth. Play up on Pete. It's a good night from me. Good night from me. Hope that's it.